So if you're close to a mother, let, let, let me hear you say, Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to, to all the mothers. And I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles with me. Um, first to a passage that we, we know of very well. Exodus 20, verse 12, it says, Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Honor your father and your mother. And, and today I want to talk to you about the topic of honoring your mother. Uh, for most of us, if we were blessed to be in a household with, 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 with a mother, that is uh, one of the greatest blessings that you could, you could ever have. Um, but the question I'm going to ask you is, how do you honor your mother? How can we honor our mothers? And not only on one day, but on uh, continually honoring our mother. And the first is, be proud. Be proud of who you are. Be proud. Look at what it says in Psalm 139, verse 13 and 14. A well-known psalm, well psalm, it says, For you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, my soul knows it well. Now understand this, if you're listening to this, is that you are God's masterpiece. You're not just one of out of a million people, you're God's masterpiece. God took his time to form you with the skill sets that you have, with the thoughts that you have, with the dreams that you have, they come from God, and God expects you to take those dreams and bring them about. You're not an accident. I, I don't care how you came to be. I don't care how your mom met your dad, if you know your dad, if you don't know your dad. I, it's all those different situations, but in the forming of you, God's hand was at work. When you were in the womb, God was at work. That's why I don't care what the Constitution says. I don't care what the Supreme Court says. Once a baby is in there, it's a human life. And it's a human life with purpose. It's a human life that has, that has value, that is wonderful because it is made by God. But look at what he says. He says, for you formed me. My inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. So while God was at work when he was forming you, he used your mom as, a, as the workshop. So while you were in your mother's womb, God was at, at work and God chose her to be your mom. However the situation that it came about, it, but still it was God's, God's plan was, was at work. And sometimes we want the glory, but we want to forget the story. But you can't appreciate somebody's glory until you know the story. You can't really, um, if I give you a billion dollars and you end up with 10 million, that's a failure. Even though you're still a millionaire, but you're a failed millionaire. But if I give you $10 and you end up with 10 million, now you're a success because you took the little bit and you made it grown. So I don't care where you started off, it's what you make with it. So you can be proud of where you started because it was God that was at work. And look what it says with me in 2 Timothy, verse, verse, 2 Timothy 1 verse 5. It says, I, I am reminded of your sincere faith, with, which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, in your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives also in you also. 
And then, so you need to be proud of your history, of your natural history, but you need, if you're born in a Christian home, you need to be proud of your spiritual history. And the impact of a mother cannot be over, cannot be overstated. It cannot be overstated. And we see that in the life of Timothy. Timothy was a young evangelist. Timothy was an evangelist and a pastor and, and really the, one of the right hand men of the apostle Paul. It was one of the people that got, that Paul trusted the most. And the reason that Paul trusted the most is was because he was faithful. He was faithful. We would see in Galatians that the brothers were giving a good testimony about Timothy. But, but Paul traces Timothy's inheritance, heritage, spiritual heritage to his mother and his grandmother. And it's funny because when you look at the, his mother, Eunice, and you look at what the word Eunice means, it's, um, it means victorious. It means to be victorious in Greek. The, the name Timothy is a combination of two words. One is you, EU, and the other one is Nike in Greek. And Nike, if you, if you, if you are into fashion, it sounds like another word. And that word is what? Is a Nike. And that's where Nike gets it in terms of the athletes being victorious. So that Greek word made it into our culture. And, and as I recall, um, Nike's motto is what? Just do it. And it's funny because when you think about a mother, a mother is a just do it type of person. Mothers are the just do it people, right? When a baby is sick and you need remedy, what does a mother, mother just, just do it. When your a homework project needs to be done and the kid doesn't know what to do, what does the mother do? Mother, mothers come and they just, they just do it. When, when, when kids are grown and they come over with 20 different kids and the house is full of people and you need to feed all those people, what the mummies get going and well, guess what? They go and they just, they just do it. Mothers are the just do it type of people. They get things done. I remember when we were doing camp rallies all over the state. One day we were going to Orlando and at the time I, 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 I believe we were not married yet or just married. Um, and we were going to Orlando and Priscilla called her mother, uh, which is first lady at a church over there, and we were doing the rally at their church. And while we're on the road, um, her mom is like, oh, you didn't tell me you guys were coming. If you would have told me you were coming, I would have cooked a meal for you. I would have prepared for you. And while we were on the road, by the time we got there, don't ask me how they did it, we were a van full of people, and when they came out, they were ready with meal food, like, um, Rice, chicken, the, the typical Haitian food in a nice plate for everybody. How did they cook that up in less than an hour? I don't know. But mothers, that's what they do. They just do it. They get it done. They get it done. But the real victory of a mother is not only what she does on the physical realm. It's what she's able to do in the spiritual realm. It's the heritage that she's able to pass on to her children on the spiritual realm. If you're a younger mother, I want to tell you today, yes, you're going to do everything for your kid on the, on the, on the physical realm, but don't neglect the spiritual realm. Your biggest legacy that you can leave to your children is not a PhD, but it's Jesus Christ. It's not a nice fancy house, but it's the presence of God in their life. That's the biggest thing that we can give our children. And the, and, and the, the impact of a mother cannot be understated. Look on the same, in the, in 2 Timothy 3, talking about the same, the same young man, Timothy. 2 Timothy 3, verse 14 and 15, it goes like this. It goes, but as for you, 
continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through Jesus Christ. So we, 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 we don't know a lot about Timothy's father, but we know from the book of Acts that he was a Greek. And we know from the book of Acts that Timothy was not circumcised. So he wasn't practicing the Jewish customs. So most likely his, his father was, was a pagan. But his mother and his grandmother were believers. And it says that Timothy, in spite of having a father that wasn't involved with, or wasn't spiritual, as far as we can tell, still from infancy, from being a little child, he knew the word of God. He had the word of God implanted in his life. So when the time came, that word came to fruition and he became a man of God. So Eunice's biggest legacy is not that Timothy was an educated man or did this, is that he became a man of God. The biggest legacy that a mother can have on their children is to implant the scripture of God in their life. And I know that especially when we're in mixed cultures, so we have a native culture from the country of origin and we're coming into another, we can get our stuff mixed up. And I want to tell you something. What is cultural is not necessarily what is spiritual. What is what of, what is of culture is not necessarily what is of scripture. And our number one responsibility as parents and fathers and mothers is to impart scripture, not culture. Now, culture can pass on. Yes, that's fine. But not at the expense of scripture. Because guess what? Depending on where you're coming from, if you're American... George Washington is not going to open heaven for you. If you're Haitian, Toussaint Louverture, pas qu'à l'ouvrir ciel l'ampou. Toussaint Louverture cannot open heaven for you. Only one that can open heaven for you is Jesus Christ. But sometimes we break relationships based on what is cultural and not what is scriptural. We break relationships based on haircuts, but not on, 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 on the godliness of scripture. And you have to choose your fights. Timothy was imparted not with Jewish culture, but with Jewish scripture. He was imparted with the scriptures from infancy, from when he was a child. And, 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 I, and as parents, my question for you who are parents is, are you investing in your children in their knowledge of scripture, their knowledge of God's word? And they're, they're gonna, they're, they're gonna fight against it now. They're gonna fight against it. Ah, oh, no, it's lame, whatever. But guess what? When time comes, they will thank you. They will thank you. I remember when I was a kid and uh, my mom used to do a lot of devotions with us. And I remember even from that time, she would give us the lessons. And, and, and some of the lessons I still remember up till today. I know she told me one lesson I remember clearly. And I was a little kid, like, probably not more than eight years old. And she says, Dave, you need to get a Christian woman. At eight years old, she was teaching us what kind of spouse we were supposed to go get. And so if you want to make your mother, if you want to, if you want to honor your mother, be proud of where you come from. But the 
best way to honor your mother is to make her proud. Eunice's best accomplishment, best joy is to see Timothy becoming a man of God. Look at what it says in Proverbs 23, verse 22 to 25. It says, Listen to your father who gave you life, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy truth and do not sell it. Buy wisdom, instruction, and understanding. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He who fathers a wise son will be glad in him. Let your father and mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. You see, especially if you're from a Haitian household, the parents sacrifice a lot. They sacrificed a lot. They forewent the education that they could have had sometimes for you to have it. Or some of, some of the fancy stuff that they could have had, they put it aside to help you through your education. And, and they made a lot of sacrifices for you. And you know, it's always shocking to me. Sometimes you find out that people that are living modestly here were rich in Haiti. Or, 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 or other countries wherever they come from, but they sacrifice that so that their children would have a better shot at life. And the best way to repay them is for you to do the right thing. It's to behave in a way that makes them rejoice. The, the parents don't, they don't want to see you get like a million dollars. They don't want to see, what they want to see is for you to live a godly life. It's for you to make the right decision. There's nothing harder for a parent than to see your children making the wrong decisions. Making the wrong decision. You know how many parents are heartbroken because their, their children are making wrong decisions. If you're hearing my voice and you're a young person and you want to preserve your parents, make the right decisions. Make the right decision. And you know already what those right decisions are. You know when you're doing right and you know when you're doing wrong. You know who you, or the friends that are, that you are, that you have, that you're listening to that will get you in trouble. And you know those that will not get you in trouble. So if you want to honor your parents, the best way that you honor them is with a godly life. Because they invested so much into you. Imagine you invest so much into someone and then they make the wrong decision that ends them in, in jail or other places. That's heartbreaking for a parent. That's heartbreaking. But likewise, the joy that a parent gets when you're walking down that stage and you're taking that diploma because you studied and you worked hard. That, that, that joy that a parent gets when you say, hey, mom and dad, I got this job. Why? Oh, because I was a good student or whatever, and then now I got that nice job. The, the joy that a parent gets when they see you and you're, oh, I'm volunteering and I'm helping other people. The joy that the parent gets when they see you, you're taking care of your family, you're taking care of your children. The joy that the parent gets when you're doing the right thing. It's worth more than a million dollars. It's worth more than a million dollars. I was, it was an Oscar, and, and I don't get it. Um, and one of the actresses that won, um, not, and it's not an Oscar, it's the Golden Globe. And she won the Golden Globe, and she said something like, oh, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't abort the baby. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You killed your child for a Golden Globe? I got four children. You didn't keep your trophies. I'm going to keep my children. I'm going to keep my children because they're worth more than any trophy or anything that the world can offer. 
So I don't want those trophies, but what I do want is to see them grow up to be godly men and women of God. That's the biggest, that's the biggest reward that I can get as a father. That's the biggest reward that a mother can get as a mother, as a godly mother. And so behave appropriately. Behave in a way that makes them proud, that makes your mother proud. So honor your mother by being proud of your family, being proud of who you are, being proud of where God brought you from. Honor your mother by making her proud in the way that you behave, in the way that you live out your life. There's nothing more important for a parent than to see their children do good. But then honor your mother by saying it loud. A lot of times we get so distracted with life that we forget the simple things. Where you're, When's the last time that your mother heard you say, yes, mom, I love you. Yes, mom, I appreciate you. Yes, mom, thank you for everything that you did. Say it loud. Let it known. And, and here's the thing. You know by the love languages that there is more than one way to say your appreciation from someone. Yes, you can say it with words. But then you can say it with action. Lend a hand. Be there when she needs you. Be there when, when the task. I remember when I was a kid after church, like, a, like on the dot, I would whine. I would be like, mommy, when's the food? Mommy, where's the food? Mommy, where's the food? And what my mom would say says, Dave, instead of complaining, why don't you say, how can I help? And of course, as a good child that I was, I said, oh, okay, no. And I jet. And I jet, because no, you know, when you're a kid, you, you don't want to help nobody. You just want the food here and there. You just want it, boom. But guess what? That's not how it happens. It takes work. And if you want to show your appreciation, lend a hand. Help them when they cannot help themselves, especially when they get older in age and the things become harder. That's your job as a child to help your parent. That's how you honor them, to lend a hand and to say, I love you, but not only with words, but with action. And you can say with a gift, get your mom something nice. It's mothers, they get your mom something nice. But more importantly, say it with yourself. You see, when Jesus was accomplishing the very single most, there is no other task ever done in creation more important than the task that Jesus did at the cross. When Jesus was at the cross accomplishing the single most important task, the redemption of mankind, he still took time for his mother. He still took time to bless his mother. John 19, verse 25, 27 tells us, and now at that time, Jesus is on the cross, uh, suffering, immensely suffering. Uh, the, and I'm going to spare you the, the graphics of the crucifixion. It says, near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother... There, and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. And the disciple in question is the Apostle John. So imagine Jesus as the eldest son. He had the responsibility. And as far as we could tell, Joseph at that time was probably dead, the father. So now it was the job of the eldest son to take care of his mother. And at that time, he, he, Jesus doesn't entrust her to his other brothers, brothers, James or Jude. He entrusts 
her to the disciple that he loved. He, he entrusted some disciples, some 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 brothers and sisters in Christ are closer to your blood brothers and sisters because at that time we have no knowledge that James and Jude would have been saved so he entrusts her to J- to John which is the disciple that Jesus loved which is a disciple that as we know had was a fisherman so he had some income he had a home so he could take care of Mary's physical needs but also as we will see in his writings later John is known as the apostle of love he's the apostle that 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 preaches love. If you read the book of John, if you read 1 John, 2 John, it's all about love. And he, at the night of the Last Supper, his shoulder was on Jesus, his head was on Jesus' shoulder, which shows that he was a, a compassionate man. He was a man of deep thought and deep feelings. And he knew, Jesus knew that not only would Mary's physical needs be met, her emotionally emotional needs would also be met with a caring kind of adoptive son that would now take care of her in her older age. And so Jesus takes care not only of the physical need of his mother, but also of his emotional need. So now if Jesus took time while on the cross dealing with the biggest task, the biggest task is not what, what happens in corporate America. The biggest task is not what happens in the White House or back then in, in Rome. What biggest task was happening right there in Jerusalem when the king of the universe was redeeming mankind. Yet he found time for his mother and he found time to attend to her need. So I don't care how big shot you became in life. Take time for your mom. Take time for your mother. Take time for her physical needs. Takes time, take time for her emotionally. It should never be where you're loaded with your money, your mom is broke. It shouldn't be where you are fancy and you're paying your mortgage or whatever, but your mom can't pay the rent. And I know that over time, maybe there's some friction and there's some situation that happened and there might be conflict. But in Christ, we're called to forgive and to do good to those even who've done us wrong. So if we do good to those who've done us wrong, how much more can we do good to the woman that carried you for nine months? And I don't care how it happened, what happened after, but during those nine months, you were fully dependent. And in this country like America, you could, like, if she wanted, she could have killed you. Most likely. And, and, and walk away with it. But she decided to have you. And not only that, when you're a young kid, guess what? You're still dependent. You got to eat. And they still fed you. Your existence, you owe it to them in a sense. And so to your mother or your mother figure in your life, take time for them. Take time for them and make sure that they're taken care of. And you have no idea what a phone call could do. You know, my, um, my dad was telling me a story in Quebec. You know, they have that quarantine situation and it's very harsh. And they're saying there was that 86-year-old man and he was in assisted living. And they look at him and he was dying. And it's like, okay, that guy's about to go. 86 years old. They look at him, he's about to go. But the government of Quebec woke up and they said, okay, you know what? We're going to loosen the restrictions. 
And now they're letting the children come and visit their elderly parents. And when the children went to visit the elderly man, now he's up and he's walking and he's living and he has life. And it's like nothing ever happened. Because the love of children is life to the bone of the elderly. But too many times, and especially where I'm from in Quebec, it's a big problem where children, they grow up and they forget their parents. They put them in assisted living and then they go and they move on with their life and the elderly wither away. But that is not honoring to parents. What is honoring is that you go and you give them of yourself. They gave you all of them when you were young and they carried you when you were young. Now that they're old, it's your job now to carry them. It's your job to carry them and to be there for them. So you honor your mother by being proud of, of being her child, of being her son, of being her daughter, of being proud of what God has done in your lives, of being proud of, of your family and how God brought you together. You honor your mother by making her proud, by living a life that is godly, by living a life of example. The joy that a mother gets. The joy that a mother gets when you watch the Olympics or, or, or whatever sports event and you see the child doing, performing well. It, but it's the same in society. When you see your child performing well, you get joy. And when they perform badly, you get grief. So behave in a way that is godly. Behave in a way that makes them proud. But then say it loud. Say it that you love him. Say, say it by your presence. Say it by, by your gifts. Say it by whatever love language that they have. Speak that language and say it loud. But I know that sometimes situation can happen. And, 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 and maybe you're here and you, your mother's gone. And then 2020 so far has been a crazy year. 2020 and the end of 2019 has been mind-bogglingly tough. Not only the virus, and in the virus that we have churches that are losing 30 people in one church. It's tough. And I want to tell you to this morning, if you're going through a situation, maybe the relationship with your mom is not what it's supposed to be. Maybe you lost your mom in the last year and it's a tough time. Maybe you're going through hell and what, you know what? God says he's the father of a mother's heart. Isaiah 66 verse 13 says, As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. So I don't know what you're going through this morning, but what I want to tell you is to trust God. There's nothing more, and as a father I can tell you, there's nothing more heartwarming or comforting than a child that's in his father's or mother's arm and, and just rest their shoulder in peace. That, that, that for me, for all my children, when I held them when they're just born and you see their face and they're sleeping in peace, there's just something about that. It's like the best feeling ever. But it, that's, that's that feeling, that, that's how God feels about you. And that's all God wants to do is to wrap you in his arm of love and hold you and, and have you lay your head on his shoulder and trust him and have him comfort you. So I don't know what you're going through this morning. I don't know what challenges that you might have, what insecurities that you might have, what struggle that you might have. But I want to tell you that you can trust the God of the universe to wrap his arm around you and to comfort you like a mother would comfort you. If your mother's gone, God is still there. If your father's gone, God is still there. If you find yourself alone in 
life in a situation that you didn't see coming, know that God is there and he is comforting you through his spirit. So this morning, I want to challenge you to, 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 to find the mothers in your life and let them know that you appreciate them. But then find God and find and rest in him and find comfort in him. So we're going to close. And I'm going to call Wayne to come up. And as we worship, just take this moment to be in God's arm, his arm of love and comfort. And find his love and share that love with the mothers in your life. God bless you. Oh, oh, oh. I surrender all to you. Every 
that you've provided them to us, that they've educated us, that they've took care of us, that they've prayed for us when nobody else was praying, when nobody else believed that anything was possible. They never stopped praying, God. And we want to thank you for that. We want to thank you, God, for the mom that, that, that through their prayer snatched, God, children out of the claws of the enemy, God. And God, I want to, I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you, God. I pray that you give them more courage, God, to the mothers that their children are still living in the world or are still gone astray, God, that you give them that courage because I know by the power of your Holy Spirit, you're snatching children and bringing them back into your kingdom. You're snatching children from the claws of the enemy and you're bringing them into your kingdom, God, and we pray that you give them that strength, God. And God, we just want to praise you and glorify you because you've given us the greatest gift of all which are the mothers, God, and we thank you. And you've given us your son, Jesus Christ, which is the actual greatest gift of all, God. And we praise you and we glorify you for who you are. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. Amen. 
Now may the blessing of God our Father, the love of Jesus Christ our Savior, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be amongst us for now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, go in peace and happy Mother's Day.